We're Tim and Susan, and we love the Word, and we love living real. So we invite you to join us as we look at the Word this week and life this week. Yes, this is Tim and Susan's semi-educated... <laughs> we is shouldn't right. have named it if we can't say it. This is Tim and Susan's semi-exegetical adventure. What does that even mean? Well, of course you remember that great 80s hit, Bill and Ted's Excellent, Excellent not exegetical adventure. Right. No. Okay. So this was just kind of a send-off to two okay. kids from the 80s okay. just diving into the Word of God. Do you God. know, I think I remember they climbed into a phone booth and went places. I'm or really is that confu- Superman? I don't remember. And I get them confused with Wayne's World, which was like a decade later. I don't think I've ever seen Wayne's World. I don't think so. We may have to stop recording. No, and... okay. And I don't really, I know that I've seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but um, it had Keanu Reeves I was before say Keanu he Reeves, was yeah. popular. Like, and then he became popular and now he's hidden. He's gone. He's yeah. gone. Yeah. So yeah. that's the name. That's where we came from. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. Uh, so, hey, if you get a chance, why don't you uh, subscribe uh, and follow uh, Tim and Susan's semi ex Exegetical. Wow, that's a struggle. Okay, Adventure. I can do it. You're just, I think you came up with the name, but you just can't say it. So I apparently cannot. That's a funny thing. So, if people subscribe, can you subscribe? We have iPhones, so we know how it works on iTunes. Can you subscribe in Anchor or Google Play or I can't think of the other ones where it is right now, but um, there's like a whole list of places yes. where this is. Oh, Spotify. Um, yes. Lots you can and subscribe lots of anywhere? Yes, okay. lots and lots of different pods. There's, there's probably okay. a couple that you can't, but there are tons of different ones. It's available on about six or seven different okay. uh, formats. So wherever you are listening, click the subscribe button. Yeah. So then you're updated and you know when we have a new episode that comes out, which we, again, we try to do it once weekly, um, typically on Monday or Tuesday evenings. Uh, just when we have some free time. If Tim doesn't have meetings, that's when this happens. So subscribe so we don't have to keep nagging you to say, hey, did you hear it? Hey, did you listen? Hey, you know. But we have a bunch Unless more... you like that, but, but I don't... We do have like... a bunch more people listening in the last couple of weeks than we'd we started do. with, so uh, that's do. cool. Hello, everyone. Yeah. So, Susan, if you could go the rest of your life... Oh, okay. ...and never hear again about sports... Oh. ...or never hear again about politics... Which one would you choose? Ooh, I am definitely, definitely, without a question, going to go politics. And I don't even like sports. So, you know what my least favorite sport is, as a side note? You know what my least favorite sport is. The one that's on TV. No. What's my least favorite sport? Basketball. Basketball. And I hate to say that because there's some big basketball fans out there. There's probably some listeners who are big basketball fans. It is not the game itself. We actually went to the Southeastern guys um, basketball game. I enjoyed it. What I do not like about basketball is the squeak, 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 squeak constantly the entire time they're playing with their shoes on the court. I just can't stand so this So if week. they just played in their socks, you'd be a I huge I would be fine. Fan. That would be fine, yeah. So that doesn't really have to do with your question, but definitely I would rather hear about sports and I would rather hear about the squeaky tennis shoes, hear the squeaky tennis shoes than politics. I think politics are just too controversial and people are opinionated and it's not a great place to stay and be. But like in sports, you can have great moments. You can have teams working together. You can have really good things that come out of that. 
Sure. It's Even fun. if you like Alabama and I like LSU, we can still enjoy the game together. But I don't like Alabama, just to be clear. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. I'm just saying that's, you know, the rivalry I can think of. So, um, why? What about you? Um, yeah, I'm kind of torn on that because I feel like I have an obligation to have some awareness of politics. Oh, I guess I should have um, said that. But, man, it's... No. It is tough. It's yeah. harsh. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to someone who had posted something on Facebook and, and you know, the the obvious argument just followed. And I said, well, you, you could post that same topic a hundred days in a row mm-hmm. and you're going to end up with the exact same argument right. at the right. end of every single time. Right. It's just right. a, it's just this empty loop. Yeah. And, and that's just exhausting. The to biggest me. controversy that's happened in sports in the last decade was that whole saints game with the referees and the call and that we didn't get to go <laughs> to the Super Bowl. I mean like that, but that was bad. And people talked about that, but we were all cheering in the same way. Like, yeah, you're right. We got taken for that one. That was, that stunk. But I think politics, you are just against, against, against. Yeah. I don't know. It's just too against. It's and too I, negative. And I, and I love negative. the sports, but I like to watch the game. Yeah. And the, all the yapping in between, which is a lot like politics. Just yeah. yap, 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 yap. Opinion, opinion, opinion. I yeah. don't really care. So I say go politics in moderation and go sports in moderation. Okay. And let's just watch like HGTV and, you know, Food Network and we'll be happy. Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, time in the word, because you wouldn't skip time in the word this I week. I would not skip time in the word. Um, I have a really, I came to a really puzzling thing. Sometimes it comes out of Sunday school. I know several weeks ago in the other podcast we talked about, we were studying, one of the early podcasts, we were studying through the book of Ecclesiastes in Sunday school, and I had some questions and thoughts about that. This week was a passage that I know I have read, especially it's in the gospel, and we've read the gospels. I am a middle-aged, closer to 50 person, and I've read and I've been raised in church and my dad was a pastor and you're a pastor and like we've been in the word our whole lives. I know that I've read this before, but I looked at the teacher Sunday and said, what? I don't even remember hearing this. So I'm going to read from Luke chapter 16. Um, and I'm just going to read a few verses to get into the story of what's happening here. Jesus is telling a parable, a parable to um, his disciples. So he also said to his disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. Okay, that's easy. We got that part. Okay. And he called him, the manager called the, no, the manager, wait, huh? The owner, the rich man. The rich man called his manager and he says to him, What is this I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management for you can no longer be my manager. Okay? He's like, you're fired. And the manager said to himself, Oh no. Yeah. What should I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig. Like I can't go get my hands dirty and actually do work. And I'm ashamed to beg. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really honest. Yeah, like I can't go hard work and I can't beg. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here. Middle management is my life. Yeah, yeah. So, so far I'm understanding it, okay? He says, I have decided what to do so that when I am removed from management and I lose my job, people will receive me into their houses. So he's trying to like make a way basically to have everybody be happy. So he goes to the people who owe the master money. And one by one, and now I'm paraphrasing, but um, to summarize, get there closer. Uh, but So he goes to one by one to the master, the people who owe the master money. And he says, hey, how much do you owe my master? And one of them says, a measure of a of 100 measures of oil. So the guy says, take your bill, sit down, write 50. 
So then he goes to another guy. How much do you owe? The other guy says, I owe 100 measures of wheat. He says, take your bill and write 80. So here's where it gets sticky. We, we follow this story, okay? This is a bad guy. He's dishonest. He, he says, you know what? Write less money. I'll take it back to my guy. It's easy peasy, okay? So those people should be happy. I, I'm paying back less than what I owe. So yeah. they should be happy. So that's what he's trying to do. Is Basically, he's trying to make friends out there. Yes. Because when he's jobless, expense. when he's jobless, he'll have somebody who can take him in and feed yeah. him a meal and say, hey, man, you, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. Verse 8 is where I kind of lost it. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. And then it goes on to say, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. What? I don't understand. I mean, Jesus is telling this parable and he's saying, he, is he saying like kudos, good job out of the guy who did the shrewd dealing? Yeah. In fact, he, he says kudos to this guy. And just to be clear, he says... By the way, does anybody ever say kudos anymore? Or that's like just... Yeah. I mean, I said it first, and okay. then you said it too, but I don't know. Go ahead. He says, bully to the, uh, to the manager, and in the text, just to be clear, he says, and he, re- he commended the dishonest manager. Yeah. So, I mean, Emphasis. it's clear yeah. the guy is, I mean, it's the same thing that we're trying to avoid, speaking of politics, is people who are in government, who right. cut deals for people while they're in government, so that when they leave government, they can get high-paying uh, lobbyist jobs. Those are the things like, stop doing that. It's a terrible right, thing. Right. It's corrupt. You know, the example they mentioned in Sunday school was the one where all the people are paying to get their kids in college. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly like they paid the money so that their kid could get accepted and go to that college. You know, so it's, it's corruption yeah. and yeah. we're like upset about it. But so here Jesus is saying here, disciples, here's an example of how to live. Yeah. Okay. So what's the conclusion? This is your passage. I know. Well, that's what I'm like. I'm kind of stymied with the conclusion. I mean, I think it is. I now that part about like people paying to get their kids into certain colleges. Yeah, that's not right. But I think I gave the illustration of this is like us selling our house that we want to be shrewd and make sure that we get the best offer the most amount of money that we can for the house that we're selling because that's the best financial situation for us so we have to be and but is shrewd a negative word i guess i've always thought shrewd is not a good yeah, word yeah i think that's but he's not saying be dishonest yeah. but he's the difference be between the illustration that you're using though yeah is that that is us cutting the price to sell the house yes. or to move the house. This is he's cutting the price of his master's obligations. It would be yeah. the same thing as our realtor cutting a deal behind uh, our back that knocks twenty thousand dollars. Yes, that off. would make me very mad. And yet Jesus would say to the dishonest realtor, realtor "Well done." Why? Well. I think that there's a couple of things. First of all, just the the vividness of the text that we've already talked about. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting. We went to lunch with a bunch of folks from church on uh, Sunday, and we're sitting there at the table, and all of a sudden, two or three of us had this in their Sunday school lesson, right. and all of a sudden, we're talking about it. I mean, listen, it's a spiritual group that we have lunch with, but uh, we don't always stop and we talk right. about the Sunday right. school lesson. But right. because Jesus was this masterful storyteller that still 2,000 years later, he tells this story that everyone stops what they're talking about and says, can you believe what Jesus mm-hmm, said? I mean, mm-hmm. we're still talking about it. 
one person at the table, and I think that there was a legitimate thing, is said that Jesus affirmed this man because he was thinking about his future and not just his present. Hmm. And so he's thinking about eternity. Now, I hear that, and I agree with that, but that's not what the text is saying. feels like a saying. stretch. Yeah, he's the not text like, so good job that. out of the man for planning ahead and thinking forward. That's not what the text says. It says for his shrewdness. The text said, good job on being a wheeling and dealing. And I think that what this is, is that we've taken the word shrewd and we understand it to be a, a negative, sneaky mm, kind mm. of thing. But I think in some ways, Jesus says here in a couple of other places, listen, you need to use all of your mind. Mm. You need to use all of your strategies. You need to squeeze every ounce of opportunity that you have mm. for spiritual good and not just let the only people who are conniving mm. to be the people who are conniving for evil. He says to the church, listen, find ways to get creative. Find ways to think outside of the mm -hmm. box. Think mm -hmm. to use every resource that you possibly have to mm -hmm. extend and build the kingdom. Now that doesn't say that we do I'm things like, that I know, I hear it that. doesn't I hear say that. that we do things that are immoral, but yeah. I think sometimes Jesus looks at the church and says, You're not bringing enough creativity and energy and passion to the task of reaching. I people. hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I feel like it's like go back to last week's where we had a little bit of a stretch yeah. on like the fish and the charcoal fire and like putting your net on the right side. Like I don't see that in the text. I hear what you're saying and that sounds theologically sound, but I mean the next thing that happens, like look at verse 10. So that's the story and then it says, yeah. verse 10, one who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. One who is dishonest in very little is also dishonest in much. Okay, so that's basically saying that manager who was dishonest and who was bringing back less money to the boss than he should have, like, wouldn't he be the guy who was being dishonest? Now, I think what we're we're looking at verse 9 here is the one we've kind of jumped over. So I tell you... I did, if it has anything to do... No. <laughs> I, I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails, they may receive you into their eternal oh, dwellings. Yeah, you're In right. In other words... That's probably not a... I don't know. We did focus on that verse Sunday, but use, I guess... Use the stuff of this earth yes. to accomplish the eternal uh, stuff. So okay. kind of like what, okay. what we were talking about a moment or two ago. Uh, and that... That is there. Um, so use the stuff of this mm. earth to accomplish eternal purposes. So some of it is saying... You just think that Jesus could have said that. No. <laughs> no, we wouldn't really. Be we wouldn't be talking about it in the same but way. But I would understand it and I would have said like, oh, you know what we have to do? We have to use the things in this way so it can have eternal purpose in this way. And I would have understood it more and I wouldn't... Well, then again, I wouldn't have had content for a podcast. So, <laughs> And we had a really great discussion with it Sunday morning. But um, I, I would like to know um, if we put this up on the Facebook page too. Uh, I'd love to know those other people who are like, wow, that is a passage I am not familiar with. I'd love to hear that because I, I think the rest of us in the class really just looked at each other like, this is skipped over often because it's a little bit complex and complicated and it doesn't sound like love everyone and treat everyone fairly and live inside the rules that God's given us. And I think that whole shrewd thing gets in the way of... Rip like, off like, your boss for Jesus. Yes. Bumper sticker. Yeah. Rip off your boss for Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to get a bumper sticker that says that. Probably not. So, all right. So that is mine. What are you bringing to the table here? Uh, mine's not nearly as controversial, just a simple observation. Man, that's a good thing. Uh, I was just, uh, I'm preaching through first Peter on Sunday mornings. And one of the things that I've been struggling with is that to get 
the text down to a manageable length means that every week I have to leave something out. Mm. Uh, I have to leave a lot of stuff out. And even when I was reading the text in the worship service this Sunday, it just kind of disturbed me like, oh, I cannot believe that that's not in the sermon outline. Oh, I can't believe that I'm not Mm. going to touch on that. And then even as I was reading, I'm like, man, I hadn't even thought about that during the week. But it's 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, beginning with uh, verse... Uh, 17 it says and if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to one's deeds conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of the exile Uh, now we spent a little bit of time not a ton of time talking about the fact that God calls on us to respond to him surprisingly with fear he says conduct Mm -hmm. yourselves with fear and we looked it up it really does mean phobia I mean Mm -hmm. it it is Mm -hmm. It is the word fear, and that is a deep respect for the power and holiness of God that we need to take uh, take seriously. It says, uh, throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from your futile ways, inherited from your forefathers. And then it says, not with perishable things were you ransomed, but such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. And I think what caught me there was... At the beginning of verse 17, it talks about the fact that we have the privilege of calling on him as father. Mm -hmm. That's a new concept um, in terms of the New Testament. Jesus really introduces that for the first time Mm -hmm. in the Lord's Prayer. You won't find a lot of reference in the Old Testament to God as father. You don't all through the Psalms, these very intimate callings out to God. They don't refer to uh, God as a father. It's only Jesus and in the, in the Lord's prayer that he introduces as father. So it's a really, really big deal. And then it's contrasted there in verse 18. He says, knowing that you are ransomed from your futile ways, inherited from your forefathers. And just this contrast that we have a new father. Now, mm. this isn't any disdain for our earthly fathers, but it says, listen, you had mm-hmm. this family tree that you came from. And in many ways, the world in which we came from, the family tree in which we came from was full of futile, empty, foolish ways. Yeah. But now we have a new father and we have the opportunity to call on him as father. And just that just that contrast between our heavenly father and the futile ways of our forefathers. I hadn't really noticed during the week yeah. and it just kind of caught me a little bit late, but I'm glad we got the podcast. I can <laughs> That's right. catch up on that. So do you think that this passage, I think it's really interesting because we never talk about the passages that we're going to bring to the podcast. Like yeah. we sit down, we hit record. I bring a passage, you bring a passage. I find it really interesting that we've juxtaposed these two passages together because when you talk about the futile ways you've inherited from your forefathers I'm thinking that that manager <laughs> was one <laughs> of those forefathers that had some futile ways and I don't know that's probably not accurate or true but I just find it's funny that we sit them right side by side next to each other but Even it may he's be saying, also the part about you said conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile and again it's like the fear of the Lord the fear of God like take things seriously and again I put it just next to the passage you know, but the futile, the, manager, the futile way yeah. may have been to take the stuff of this earth yes. to get ahead on this earth. And yes. he says, that's a dead end space yes. because yeah. it does not convey. Right. It does not move ahead. That's a futile so way to spend. So take the things of this earth. And invest, invest them into the eternal, eternal spiritual things. things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's good. Isn't it amazing how like the Bible's connected? It is. I think that we also looked at this. Oh, that's what we looked at this. And we were talking about the manager and this. Sorry to go back to my passage, but I'm still thinking about it. But I said, we can't just take this one passage and say, this is how God expects us to live with one another and live out our faith or whatever. We have to look at the Old Testament and look at the wisdom that we did study in Ecclesiastes. Look at the character of God, how he is there. Look at the things that he expects. Look at when... um, he says, be hand out to the poor. And if you've done the least to the least of these, look at that, that part of God's character and who Jesus was and what he came to do. And then also the part about shaking the dust off your feet. Sometimes you have to walk away. We have to take all of scripture. So what yes, you're talking yes. about, what I'm talking about, like what we brought to the table tonight, but in the context of all of it and how it pieces together, we can't just live. Yeah, I think that's, know, that's a big one part of, thing, of one, theological one debate. And yeah. arguments is someone says this verse tells this yes. truth yes. and I will not exactly. move off of this truth. Exactly. That's fine. Exactly. But you also have to take in all the rest yes. of scripture yes. as well. Yeah. One verse can't deny the rest of scripture. Yeah. The rest of scripture can't deny one right. verse. Right. You have that doesn't to see mean that that connected. one verse isn't true. And that doesn't mean right. that you're supposed to live out exactly what that verse says. But it's not the only verse. It is not. It is you not. Have to Man, see that the whole really thing. gets under my skin. I'm like, we. Ha- it is such a big picture. It, it's not just that. So. The other thing back in First Peter. Sorry. Sorry, I know. We're bouncing back and forth. The I hope y'all are keeping in, up with us here. The other thing in First Peter, and I mentioned this Sunday morning, uh, was just this idea that he talks about we are ransomed not by perishable things mm-hmm, such as silver mm-hmm. and gold, but by the precious blood of Christ. And when, yes. when, when Peter's writing this, he, he is not using this precious blood of Christ just as this Christian figure of speech. Mm-hmm. But I know... I know that when he speaks of that, he is having flashbacks to the upper room. When Mm -hmm, Jesus, mm -hmm. the night before his passion, says to those disciples, this is my blood poured out for you. And so when Peter talks about this, it is because he had seen Jesus face to face, Mm -hmm. heart to heart, flesh to flesh. Mm -hmm. And when he talked about, this is my blood poured out for you, Oh, man, that's stuck in Peter's yes, mind. And yeah. so that was deep the rest of the way through. Yeah. It's a great book. I'm enjoying your sermon series on it. So, yep. All right. Hey, why don't we take a break and we'll come back with some frownies and smileys. Some strong and wrong. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you called smiley and frownies at the end of the last segment. Wrong and strong. Wrong and strong. Okay. I'm going to go with wrong and strong this week only because it rhymes and I like it. Yeah. It's not my smiley for the week, but I do like it. Um, so I just happened, I'm going first and I'm just taking the lead on this because okay. like two weeks ago you had a smiley and a frowny that were the same thing or you had two smileys or something. I don't remember what it was. I'm just claiming it this week that my wrong and strong, my smiley and frowny for this week is exactly the same thing. Really? It, yeah, exactly. It is great and it's not great at the same time. All okay? right, I'm listening. Are you ready? Um, we have so many friends, family, people we know, interact with in life, follow on Facebook, people who are at Disney this week. Oh, we do have a bunch of posts. I mean, like a ton of people have been at Disney and it's been on my Instagram, it's been on my Facebook page, it's been on emails I've received, it's been on pictures I've been texted. I'm like, so many people at Disney. And I it makes my soul so happy when I see other people at Disney World enjoying Disney World. Like, I just don't... I'm so happy when other people go do fun things. I genuinely am. 
You know that. That's true. I really I would am. like to make you happy. <laughs> by having other people go to Disney World? No, by me going to Disney World. Oh, well, you know, you are somebody else to go to Disney World. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not at Disney World. I think this is the first time ever. I had a little yeah. twinge of like, oh, man, I'd like to be at Disney World. Now, let's be honest. It is hot. And you and I, when we go to Disney, we do not go during the hot months. Right. So it's actually a little too hot for me. I'm, I probably appreciate that I'm not there. But so many people. I don't know. My heart just was really, really full. So, so what picture, what single picture made you most jealous in the ooh, last week? Probably Kate's picture of a Dole Whip. Because it was cool and refreshing, and you can only get it in certain places in the park, and I like the flavor of it, and so it made me think like, ooh, that's a good thing to eat when you're hot at Disney World. That's probably, I mean, but then all the rides and characters yeah, and yeah. things too, but I don't think any of the sunshine and blue sky pictures, while I love sunshine and blue sky, um, they didn't make me jealous. I just kept thinking how hot it must be, so the Dole Whip just seemed really good. I, I guess... Probably it's not even a frowny for me. It's just really, my heart is so full when I see people going to Disney and having a great time. I love it. It's made my week. I'm so happy for everybody doing it. There's one great picture that everybody posts. It's the big welcome to Walt Disney World. Oh, yeah. I have seen that one. Yeah, I've seen that one. I thought you were going to say the Epcot ball. Like, everybody posts the Epcot ball. No, it's the big big drive-in one. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, we're almost there. We're we're three minutes away from being... The welcome sign. Yeah, that's the one. That's a good one. So, anyhow, okay, what you got this week? Um, It's a small one. It's not really a big deal. It's a small world? (laughs) It's a small one. It's not really a big deal. Uh, I've decided that I either need... To get a new house or a new job. <gasps> wow. Again, things we do not discuss before we come to the podcast. So I'm a bit taken back here. I have a new frowny for this week. So what? here's the deal. I either need the new job or I need the new house. Okay. How many people really think this through in advance? I don't really want either of those things. Because here's the thing. Okay. Every morning I drive from my house yes. to my job yes. in blinding sunrise. Oh, you are right. And then at yes. the end of the day, right. yes. I drive home into yes. a blinding sunset. How did we not think about Why this? Why didn't you say like a beautiful sunrise and a no. lovely sunset? No, I will let you know when those <laughs> happen. It is blinding. I, cu- I spend is. my entire no, day squinting. It's true. No, no. We had somebody else turn out of our neighborhood and they were like, you have to be very careful in the mornings because it is literally blinding to yes. drive I mean like east. I've nearly swiped cars on the side yeah. of the road that aren't normally yeah. there that it's, is now my new frowny so, also so really next time I either get a job or a house okay. I'm gonna make sure that I work that I live east of my job okay so you drive or, west in the mornings yes and you drive east in the evenings yes okay that's what that, I need to do listen that actually makes a ton of sense now you could also live like north or south isn't that what we business. did in our last home yes it is you drove west in the mornings and you drove east in the oh, yeah oh man yeah yeah I need it's to go true. back to that now <laughs> no um, but I think that you could drive north south like you could drive north could. or south but I wouldn't get either home or to work well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, for the scheme, grand scheme of things, you need to buy a house that's just not west of where you work. Any other option is fine. Or just work, like, from 10 to 3, and it won't be an issue. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's interesting, because I was going to go, I think I had told you this, I was going to go walking in the mornings and take a walk in the neighborhood, but you ha- cannot do it between 720 
and 8.30 in the morning. Like between 7.15 and 8.30 in the morning because the sun is so bright when you go that one direction in the circle that I was like, I can't do it. I have to wait till the sun is either way hot and then it's too hot or do it early in the morning. So you're yeah, right. It's, I it's guess it's good, because it's just this opposite of what I've been I doing have, for 11 and yes, a half years. I I'm, have really bad news for you that neither of those things are going to change. Okay, so maybe we can just, reverse the... Re- the <laughs> No, like the time you work? You want to work over night shift? Well, I can work night shift, or it might just be easier if we reverse the the rotation of the earth. Perfect. Okay, okay, yeah. Would that work? No, no. But I'm like, I just have bad news for you because this is our house, and I love this house, and that's our church, and I love our church. So you're going to have to keep driving east and then driving west. I could spend $4.99 on some sunglasses. No, but I think, honestly, I think it was better before the time change. I think you do better in, um, is it daylight savings time? What are we in right now? No, we're in savings time right now. Okay, so you do better in standard time. When the time changes again, you'll be better. It'll be better. It'll be better. All right, so what do you have that's happy this week? Uh, Happy this week is uh, yesterday was Memorial Day. It was. And we drove up to uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi to visit our son. Yep. And uh, it was good to see him, but we tried out a new restaurant. Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Well, stop for a minute. Who tried out the new restaurant? I All believe of us. We tried out the new restaurant. Who suggested the new restaurant and found the new restaurant and insisted that we go there? I'm going to give you credit. Thank you. But listen, when we as a family yes. say, let's try a new restaurant, yeah. and the theme of that restaurant yeah. is barbecue. I know. It's scary. We have this one family experience. We won't name where because, you know, somebody might be from there. One of our listeners might know that place. But it is the worst meal we've ever Ever. eaten. Ever. We drove out into the woods because we saw a billboard or a sign or an advertisement. And we said, oh, we've got to go try it. It was like on It was like on Good Housekeeping. It had no, ratings and it was no, in magazines. No. It was. We it saw was, that. Oh, now it, was it, was it was terrible. It wasn't anywhere near Eunice. So, it wasn't anywhere near Hammond. It so was, as soon as you say... It was in Louisiana. Hey, we're going to try a new restaurant. Yeah. What comes to mind is the word Clarence. <gasps> wow. You just boldly hey, put it out there. It's there. It's there. <laughs> now, is Clarence the name of the restaurant or the place? I think the name of the town. Okay. Yeah. Because we just kind of said never again. Never again. We're never going to Clarence again. Clarence, no. There are too many things to even begin to describe. Like, why did we not walk out? I have no idea because it... I wasn't but in we would No, but we just heard that it was supposed to be so good. And we thought, okay, all right, maybe the food is worth it. Yeah, and, like sometimes oh, you go to a place that looks really rough and then you find out, yeah. oh, but this is the greatest the food, food ever. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. the place actually ended up looking good. better than the food tasted. It's true. And it, and it like, was scary. Ooh. It was really scary. But we so, went to a place called Murky Waters. Yes. Uh, which there's is, one in Gulfport and there's one in Hattiesburg and there's one somewhere else. Really, really good. It was Super good. clean. Yeah. The food was really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I like that they had a fried okra that was, that very, was really good. Probably tiny, some of the best fried okra Had a tiny little out. kick to it, but yeah. was very, very good. Uh, I got what they called the burnt ends mm-hmm. sandwich, mm-hmm. and I, I like sometimes... Yeah, you know what introduced me to burnt ends? I don't. Speaking of my smiley, uh, Lisa Way Sanders, it, she, invi- she introduced me to what burnt ends were when we went to Epcot okay. a while ago, and we w- went for the... 
I don't know, flower festival, food and wine festival. I don't know which festival it was, but one of the festivals in Epcot and we went and you just go to all the little stands and try all the little food and we had burnt ends and I was oh like, what is this? I've never heard of oh, this or had so this. Good. So yeah, she gets so credit good. for that. And I told you, you should order that. I know you're going to like it yeah. and it was good. So that, that was my, my smiley for the yeah. week for sure. I think visiting Adam, it was making good. the drive, having an outing for Memorial Day and the food. The burnt ends. So my smiley for the week is also that I'm like, nailed it. Yes, I did. You I got did. credit for that. Woohoo! You did. So, yeah. All right. So now we'll see what holds this week. What this week holds? Yeah. That's little the little reversal one. there. So anyhow. Okay. But while you're doing that, hey, stay real. Live real. Follow us on Instagram. There's a lot of real things that happen there. Um, subscribe to the podcast. And um, hey, why don't you also enjoy the word this week? And enjoy life. That's it.